Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Christian Podcast. I am so grateful that you've subscribed and that you've been listening. Please leave a comment on my social media so that I can see where you're listening from. You can reach me on my social media at facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C. And you can also find my YouTube channel, also called Preacher Jim C., The way that you can subscribe to this podcast is by going to the podcast platform that you particularly listen to your podcast from, whether that be Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify, and search for my name, James Chambers. There, you will see the new Christian podcast. Click that subscribe button and you'll receive weekly updates on this podcast. So, today's podcast, we are again, again going to look at some doctrines. Okay, so this week's topic is the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints, or is commonly known as once saved, always saved. Uh, The nature of perseverance of the saints is a reformed doctrine uh, taken from Calvin's acronym uh, and from the Bible, in essence, uh, reformed biblical doctrine. Uh, from an acronym known as TULIP, T-U-L-I-P. The P stands for Perseverance of the Saints. The other four letters we will look at over the next four weeks as we discuss and dive into Reformed theological doctrine. This, in my opinion, is a biblical and scriptural doctrine and based on the Bible and scripture itself. As you will see as we go on in this message, this doctrine stands particularly in maintaining that a Christian cannot fall from the state of grace. On the other hand, Roman Catholics, uh, Sanxerians, Arminians, and even Lutherans maintain that one can actually lose their salvation. So what we see here is salvation, and therefore they don't believe in the perseverance of the saints, or once saved, always saved. This doctrine can easily be misunderstood, trust me. I speak to a lot of people who are on the other side of this um, when I tell them, uh, when I talk to them about what I believe doctrinally. And uh, there is a lot of misconceptions out there about Reformed theology. This doctrine is grossly misunderstood by a lot of Christians. The name naturally suggests that continuous activity of believers whereby they persevere in the, in the way of salvation. Okay? 
As a matter of fact, however, this perseverance is not thought of primarily as an activity of believers, okay? Though it is certainly regarded as a work in which they cooperate or cooperate, okay? Those, uh, those God has accepted in the beloved, effectually called and sanctified by his spirit and given the precious faith of his elect can neither totally nor finally fall from the state of grace. They will certainly persevere in grace to the end and be eternally saved because the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. All right. Therefore, he still brings about the nourishes and nourishes in, in each of us faith, repentance, love, joy, hope, and all the graces of the Spirit that lead to immortality. Even though many storms and floods arise and, and beat against us, right? Yet these things will never be able to move the elect from the foundation and rock to which they are anchored by faith and felt and felt sight of the light and the love of God may be clouded uh, and obscured from from each of us for a time though th there are our unbelief and the temptations of Satan, yet God is still the same. They will, we will certainly be kept by the power of God for salvation. There they will enjoy their purchased possessions. For, for we are engraved on the psalms of his hands, or on the palms, I should say, of his hands. And, their, and our names have been written in the book of life for all eternity. Believers would, fall, believers would fall away if they were left to themselves, right? Strictly speaking, it is not man but God that perseveres, okay? Perseverance is that continuous operation of the Holy Spirit in the believer by which the work of divine grace that is begun in the heart is continued and brought to completion. So what's the proof for the doctrine of perseverance? Okay, the doctrine of perseverance may be proved by direct statements from Scripture, such as John chapter 10, verses 28 and 29, where Jesus says, I give them eternal life and they will not perish and no one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hands. Or Paul when he says in Romans chapter 11, verse 29, for the gift and the calling of God is irrevocable. Okay? Or Paul again says to, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, 
And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Or Paul here again in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Or Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. Which is why I suffer as I do, Paul says, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convicted that he is able to guard until that day what has begun has been entrusted to me. Or Paul says again to Timothy in chapter 4, verse 18, The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. It follows also from the doctrine of election, which is never merely election to certain means of salvation or to a way in which man may be saved, but to the end of perfect salvation, right? It may be inferred uh, from the efficiency of the merit and the intercession of Christ that we, for whom he has paid the price, can never again fall under condemnation. Moreover, his, con his constant intercession for each of us is always effective. John chapter 11 verse 42 tells us this and Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. It is always a natural inference from the mystical union of believers with Christ. How can they or how can we who are once implanted in Christ and therefore in possession of eternal life again be served from the body of Christ and lose this life? right can we proceed can we proceed on the assumption that eternal life will not be everlasting i don't think so finally it follows from the fact that believers can in this life obtain to the assurance of salvation we see this in hebrews chapter 3 verse 14 hebrews chapter 6 verse 11 chapter 10 verse 22 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, which tells us this would be quite impossible if believers could fall from grace at any moment, right? So what is the objectives to the doctrine of perseverance? It's often said that the doctrine of perseverance leads to false security and an indulgence or license uh, and and or immorality, okay? But this is not true. While the Bible tells us that we, we are kept by the grace of God, it does not encourage the idea that God keeps us without, con without constant watchfulness, diligence, and prayer on our part, okay? Moreover, there are three classes of passages in the scripture which are which are declaring to be contrary 
to this doctrine, okay? And I'll give them to you here. These are passages containing warnings against apostasy, which would be unnecessary if the believer could not fall away, such as Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, which says, And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Or Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verse 23, If indeed you continue in the faith, stumble and step. Stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Or Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 tells us this. Therefore we must pay much close, closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. Or Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Or Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnest earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end. Or John in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6 says... Whomever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. See, but these pass the these only prove that the believer must cooperate in the work of perseverance. And as Christians, we believe that Scripture does not contradict itself. So compare Acts chapter 27, verses 22 through 25. Compare this, and it says this. Acts 27, verses 22 through 25, with these these verses. uh, With verse 31, which tells us, uh, For an illustration of this point, Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid. Paul, you must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Verse 25. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have told you. Now verse 31 in that chapter. Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. You see where I'm getting at here? Secondly, a passage, passages in which believers are ex- exhorted to continue in the ways of sanctification, growing in Christ. Such exhortations would seem unnecessary if there is no doubt about their continuance, right? But these only go to show that God uses moral means to obtain his end. Thirdly, passages which record cases of actual apostasy, all right, such as 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19, holding faith and a good conscience by rejecting this, some have made shipwrecks of their faith. 
among whom are Hemeritus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Or 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 17 and 18, which says, And their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hemeritus and Philetus, uh, who have sw swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upset, upsetting the faith of some. Or chapter 4, verse 10, which tells us, And their talk will spread like gangrene among them, are Hermotetus and Philetus, whom have sworn to say that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. Or Second Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, which tells us, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their sensuality and become of them the way of truth will be blasphemed but there is no proof right that the persons mentioned were true believers in the first place the bible itself teaches that there are persons who profess the faith and yet are not of the faith right romans chapter 9 verse 6 says this but it is not as though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. Or 1 John chapter 2, verse 9, Whomever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Or Revelation chapter 3, verse 1, which tells us, And to the angel of the church of Sardis write, Quote, the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Or John says to some, to, of some, 1 John chapter 2, verse 19, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would not have continued with us. So, so you see, the doctrine of perseverance of the saints has scriptural support, and I believe, as a Reformed theologian, that Reformed theology itself best describes scripture as a whole. Amen. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's New Christian Podcast. And if you have or would like prayer or have any questions at all, I want you to feel free to contact the ministry. Contact this ministry if you have any questions at all. I would love to hear from you uh, about this doctrine or any other doctrines that I've spoke about or any other messages that you've heard from my podcast. You can contact the ministry at triplepministriesjc at gmail.com. That's triplepministriesjc at gmail.com. And I want you to have a blessed week. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. 
And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm uh, dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, links, links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day. Thank you.